clap your hands together more for Jesus. God of abundance is sufficient for me. That God will be our God this year. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let's raise our hands to heaven and thank him sincerely from the depth of our heart. And say, Lord, we are grateful for giving us abundance this year. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for all that you have done. Thank you for all that you will do. Thank you for your mercy. <coughs> Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Hallelujah. Let's thank him. And thank him very, very well. And say, Lord, we are grateful. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. God of abundance, please be sufficient for us this year in Jesus' name. Don't let us have any cause to borrow in the name of Jesus. Provide for more than enough for us in the name of Jesus. Let your word lead us into abundant living in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name we have prayed and I want you to point to your neighbor and say God will be sufficient for you you will not be disgraced this year he will help you abundantly please be majestically seated in his presence hallelujah shout hallelujah for some of you that have not seen this year stand up and shout hallelujah <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, I think Papa Beta is coming to church for the first time this year. Am I right? Oh, yeah, stand up. Yeah, your wife and shout Hallelujah. Okay, I think Stanami is coming to church for the first time this year. Is that right? Oh, yeah, stand up and shout Hallelujah. Amen. We are all blessed in Jesus' name. And we say Happy New Year to you all in Jesus' name. You are wonderfully blessed. And you are highly favored in the name of Jesus Christ. John chapter 10 verse 10. 10 verse 10. And I've emphasized that to the workers this morning. The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And to destroy. And come that they may have life. And that they might have it more abundantly. May you have abundant life in Jesus name. Jesus has not come to steal from you. Or to bring depression into your life. Or to rob you of your benefit. Jesus has come so that you can be blessed. So any theology that is telling you that you have to do something to please God. Sacrifice your body to please a man of God. Or something mysterious you have to do for God to be happy with you. Is a fallacy, is a lie. I've said that. Jesus said, I have come. To make you a more blessed person. A robust person. Somebody that is blessed the more. So if by following any theology. Or any message. You are not blessed. Somebody, Something is wrong with that particular sermon. The God that we serve. Is God of abundance. Because he's rich in resources. There's nothing you will ever need. That he does not have. God is rich in mercy. Rich in blessing. Rich in cow. Everything you ever need. And may that God supply your needs in Jesus' name. Please listen carefully to me. 
Anytime we come to church, we have come to be blessed, not to be robbed or manipulated. And there's nothing that you are looking for in Christ that you not get. It can only be a matter of time. It can only be a matter of When God deems that the time is right, your favor will open the door for you and you'll be blessed. All the people that you see riding car today, that was the time they were trekking. And God changed their story. That same God will change your story in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 16. And you know the reason why I'm saying this. So that you will not be jumping up and down this year. Looking for imaginary miracle or deliverance. Thinking that something is wrong with your birth. Or the date of your birth. Or that's why that is not working for you. Or that you lose hope. And say, hey, I've been going to church. God has not been working for me. He's working for you. And this morning you will see it in Jesus' name. The Living Bible translation says, Oh, wash yourself from verse 16. Be clean. Let me no longer see those wicked things. Quit your evil ways. Learn to do good, to be fair, and to help the poor and fatherless and widows. Come, let's talk this over, says the Lord. No matter how deep the stain of your sins, I can take it out. And make you as clean as freshly falling snow. Even if you are staying as red, as crimson, I can make you white as wool. If you only let me help you, if you will only obey, then I will make you rich. May God make you rich in Jesus' name. That's the living Bible translation. Living a life of abundance. And the place we are going to read this morning, Jeremiah 33, verse 3 says, I will give you prosperity and peace. May the Lord give you peace and prosperity in the mighty name of Jesus. Can you say amen? amen. Can you say believing amen? amen? Hallelujah. How do you live a life of abundance? Number one, you live a life of preparation. You are living ready. Ready. Psalm 11 verse 3 says, If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? One of the foundation of life is preparation. Before anything big will happen in your life, you have to prepare for it. You have to prepare for it. God is bringing help your way. You have to prepare to receive that particular help. Even when Jesus Christ was coming, John came. To prepare the way for him. What was the message of John? Prepare the way of the Lord. And make his path straight. <clears throat> Excuse me. Before abundance in Egypt. Joseph said. Prepare for the abundance that is coming. Safe. January is a good month to prepare for abundance. If you are going to have abundance this year. Your mind must be prepared. To receive that particular abundance. Because. You are not going to enjoy abundance without preparation. Jesus said, is there anyone among you that want to build a high tower? Let him sit down. Prepare for the high tower. If your life is going to be great this year, you must have preparation. And what is preparation? Sitting down to look at the faint of the year. If you have a pastor, there is nothing for me to look at. You can look at year 2023 and say, where did I miss it? What did I spend more money on? How can I reduce my expenses? What can I do? What do I need to do to prepare 
for the blessing that is coming. When the spirit of the Lord come upon Elisha, he said, make dishes. He said, for the rain will fall, but you need a container to harvest it. Preparation is the bedrock for every abundance in life. So you must be prepared mentally. You must be prepared resources wise. You must be prepared so that the blessing can come. You must be living ready. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 16 to 19. I've read that. If you let me teach you, I will make you rich. Matthew 25 verses 1 to 10. Very instructive. Wise virgins, all virgin were ten. The Bible says five were foolish. And I know you don't like that word. And five were wise. What is the denominator? How do we know the wise from the foolish? The Bible says the wise prepared for emergencies. They prepare for a delay. They prepare for something that they don't see ahead. They had an extra oil prepared in case something happened. They prepared. And when something happened, the foolish went to the wise and they said, give us part of your oil so that our lamp will not go out. I pray this year your lamp will not go out. And the wise said, so that it might not be enough for both of us, go to those people that sell and buy for yourself. In other words, do the needful in yourself. What is the needful? Prepare. And by the time they were preparing, the Bible says it was too late because before they arrived, the master had come and the door has been closed. And they started knocking. And the Lord said from inside, I do not know you. What was their sin? They were not prepared. And I pray that you prepare in the name of Jesus. Titus chapter 2. Okay, let's read Genesis chapter 27 first. Genesis 27, verse 3 and 4, verse 4 and 10, verse 14, verse 17, verse 20. Genesis chapter 27, verse 3 and 4. Look at what it says. Now therefore take, I pray thee, thy weapons, thy giver, thy bow, and go out to the feet, and take me some venison. Verse 4. And make me savory meat, such as I love. Bring it to me, that I may eat, that my soul may bless thee before I die. The father of Esau, love Esau. The mother loved Jacob. But the requirement is the same. Prepare something for me, so that I can bless you. The Bible says, the mother that loved Jacob had it and prepared it in the house. Somebody went outside looking for bush meat everywhere. And you know how difficult it is to chase animal. But somebody had some provision at the backyard. Look at it in verse, verse uh, 9 and 10. He said, go to the backyard. I'll prepare the one that he loved for him. Go now to the flock and fetch me from thence two good keys. The goats, and I will make them savory meat for thy father, such as he loveth. Verse 9. Verse 9. Look at verse 9. Verse 10. And thou shalt bring it to thy father that he may eat, that he may bless thee 
before his death. May the Lord give you adequate blessing. Verse 14, verse 17, verse 20. For emphasis sake, you know what happened? In verse 14, and he went and fetched and brought them to his mother. And his mother made sovereign meat such as his father loved. Verse 17. Because of her time, verse 17. And she gave the sovereign meat and the bread which he had prepared into the hand of her son Jacob. Verse 20. Verse 20. And when he arrived, Isaac said unto his son, How is it that thou hast found it so quickly, my son? And he said, Because the Lord your God did what? The money you need this year, may the Lord bring it your way. Amen. The connection you need this year, may the Lord bring it your way. Amen. It's not good to be running at that scatter at the last minute. Oh. It's not good to be running at that scatter. It's good to be living ready. Living ready. Always live a life of preparation. Don't say, Pastor, I'm living by faith. That's not the way to live by faith. When your mind is prepared and you are preparing adequately for what you need in life, you tend to have more faith and live a relaxed life, a peaceful life. Peaceful life. Live a life of preparation. And you discover you have abundance. When you don't prepare, you face a lot of disappointments. Be prepared for the blessing that is coming. And I pray you will not miss your blessing in the mighty name of Jesus. Prosperity is as a result, come as a result of adequate preparation. And part of your preparation is vision. You sit down. You count the cost. I want to live a life of abundance this year. So you prepare for it. Even Jacob, when he was seeking for freedom, from his master. He said, when do I prepare for my family? He has a family mindset. He said, I have worked for you. I have labored for you. And your flock has multiplied ever since my arrival. Now let me go. And Laban said, Why, where are you going? I find out by experience that God has blessed me because of you. He said, I know you are blessed because of me. But when do I prepare for my own family. I love that. I want to prepare for the future of my children. That's what he said. Everyone that you see that is great in life, they live a life of preparation. Prepare for abundance. And this year, God will not disappoint you. Say, believe in amen. amen. Say, believe in amen. amen. Psalm chapter 46 verse 1 to 5 I'm praying for you this year that the Lord will help you Psalm chapter 46 verse 1 and 5 God is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble verse 2 quickly verse 2 we are going to 5 therefore we will not fear though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea verse 3 Though the water thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountain shake with the swelling thereof. Verse 4. There is a river, the stream whereof shall make glad the city of God, the only place of the tabernacle of the Most High. Verse 5. 
God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her and that right early. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, God will help me. In this month of January, I will live a life of abundance. God will help me right early. In the name of Jesus. Say amen three times. Okay, number two way to live a life of abundance is by living a life of expectation. So many people blame God when things are not happening in their life. They blame God and most of the time they are the causes of things that are not happening. Proverbs chapter 19 verse 3. Proverbs chapter 19 verse 3 in the Living Bible Translation says, look at what it says. A man may ruin his chances by his own foolishness and then blame it on the Lord. A man may ruin his own opportunity in life and then blame it on the Lord. One of the things that makes you enjoy blessing in life is having a right expectation. Without expectation, there is no dream. It's people that are expecting something that dream. After preparation, you need expectation. You must be expecting something good, something new, something beautiful. Because expectation brings your dreams to reality. You must be expecting it. If you are not expecting it, you cannot have it. Look at it in Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 19. He said, look, I set before you life and death. Choose life so that you and your children may live. What does it mean to choose life? You are expecting good things at all time. You are expecting good things at all time. Genesis chapter 11 verse 6. These people are one. They are united. And nothing will be restrained from them that they want to do. Once you are expecting good things and you have a united force with yourself, with your family, with the church that you are going, we have a united spirit. The Bible says nothing will be restrained from you. God said there is nothing I'm going to do. Genesis 11 verse 6. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one and they have all one language and this they begin to do and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. When you are focused with expectation, God even said, I can't stop you. Your expectation, to your expectation, what are you expecting from life this year? What are you expecting from the system? Expectation is what produces, gets result and harvest. Don't just live anyhow and say, anything that wants to happen, let it happen. That's not the way to to take opportunity or to be blessed. The way to be blessed is to expect good things. Jeremiah 29, 11. I know we all quote this, but look at what it says. It says, God blessing is at the mercy of your expectation. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the thought that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thought of peace, not of evil, to give you what? What will God give you? What will God give you? So what are you expecting? If you're expecting nothing, there's nothing God is going to give you. God say, I'm thinking good concerning you. I'm not thinking evil. I'm thinking prosperity. I'm thinking abundance. I'm thinking about grace. I want to give you a lot of things. 
but I'm going to give it to you according to your expectation. And I know some of you, when you just enter a car, what you are thinking is that, and the Lord show me, I'm going to have accident. Why should the Lord show you you are going to have accident? What kind of evil spirit do you carry? You are constantly imagining evil, even to yourself. Somebody told me here, uh, I think I've shared this, he said, I had a dream. And said, my brother died. I said, that dream is false. That's not from God. That dream will not come to pass, so brother will leave. He said, no. When God speaks to me, normally come to pass. I said, God has raised me up to cancel every negative dream. This morning, I cancel every negative dream. Your brother will not die, your brother will leave. And what I'm saying will come to pass. Because I have the power to nullify a negative dream. And he became annoyed with me. He said, sir, pastor, I don't like the way you reacted. I said, that's the way I normally react. I'm always very violent to every negative prophecy. Because I know I can easily swallow it up. Because it becomes a monster. I said, but tell me the truth. Is that person really your brother? He said, actually, it's my half-brother. I said, that you get it. Nobody never wants his half-brother to be greater than him. I said, that your half-brother will not die. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. I pray for you in the mighty name of Jesus. That no evil expectation concerning will come to pass. But your beautiful dream will come to pass in Jesus' name. Genesis chapter 13, verses 14 to 15. The Lord told Father Abraham, after the Lord was separated from him, lift up your eyes and see. All the land that you see, I will give it to you until December 1st. Expect beautiful things. Lift up your eyes and see beautiful things. There are so many beautiful things to see around. If you close your eyes to beautiful things, you will not see them all. Nobody is making it. Even Oshogbo is dry. I met somebody this week that said she and her husband decided to come to Oshogbo from Lagos to settle. They follow a friend that had a call to, to support him. I said, you left Lagos? I said, yeah, we left Lagos and we came here. He yeah, said, hallelujah. I said, you see that? People are leaving Lagos to come here. And somebody says Oshogbo is dry. This city will not be dry for you. All you have to do is to raise your expectation. Raise your expectation. Believe that something good can come out of Nazareth. And something good will come out of your small shop in the name of Jesus. Look at what he says. God said to him, and the Lord said unto Abraham, after the Lord was separated from him, lift up now thy eyes and look from the place where thou art, northward and southward and eastward and westward. Verse 15. For all the land which thou seest, to thee I will give it, and to thy seed forever. Somebody say, Amen. amen. Say, believing, amen. amen. Say, believing, amen. amen. Expectation can also help you to live a disciplining life. First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 to 27. I love First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 to 27. Because without expectation, you will live anyhow. But when you have expectation, you maintain a standard. For yourself. You say, I know who I am. I know the kind of caliber I am. You be a disciplined person because you have raised the bar. You say, No, people like me cannot stoop low to do this. Look at it. Now you know that they which run in a race run all. And you know they are running today. Half corn is starting today. Uh-huh. How many of you remember now? Uh-huh. Today, Abby? It started yesterday. Okay, it's Nigeria that I explained today. Okay. They are running. There are some people that we, you don't expect that they will reach the final. 
I'm not prophesying. I'm not the prophet of Ubolo. But it's normally like that. When people are running, there is something that normally distinguishes them. Look at what he says. So, know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receive the prize. So run that ye may obtain. Verse 25. And I pray you obtain your blessing in Jesus' name. Verse 25. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things, disciplined in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we are incorruptible. Verse 26. Verse 26. Quickly. Verse 26. We are going to 27. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly. In other words, I'm expecting something to happen. I'm not running with a fake eyesight. I'm expecting something. I'm not running as uncertainly. I'm certain. I have the goalpost that I'm running to. I'm expecting something to happen. I therefore also run not as uncertainly. So fight I. Not as one that beateth the ear. That does not know what he's doing. I'm expecting results. I'm expecting results. I'm not just fighting or working as somebody that's just busy with portfolio, carrying nothing in his back. That's what he's saying. Are you listening to me? You must have expectation for your life. Put a demand upon your life. That's what Apostle Paul says. I'm not just running as somebody that's just running like a small boy. I'm running with expectation. I have a mark that I'm running to. I'm not just fighting as somebody that just beating the hair. No. I'm beating with expectation that something will happen. Verse 27. But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. Lest that by any means when I preach to others, I myself should be a castaway. He said, God forbid. I carry this expectation. And that's why I respect myself. I respect my body. So have expectation for your life, for your business. Are you listening to me? For your life, for your business, for what you are doing. After all, in Luke chapter 17, beginning, I think beginning from verse 7, he said there was a man that planted a fig tree and was constantly expecting fruit from it. And at a time when there was no fruit for the third year, he said, cut it down. Why does he come back the ground? And they will find this and say, leave it alone this one year. Let's expect results this year. Which was the fourth. This year you are going to get results. He said, I will manor it. I will fertilize it. If it now does not bring fruit. If it doesn't bring fruit, then we are going to cut it down. So you must be expecting results. And I pray your expectation this year will not be cut short. Can I hear your loudest? Amen. Raise your hands to heaven. My expectations. I can't hear you. My dream will come to pass in the name of Jesus. Say amen three times. Okay, number three things that guarantee abundant living is by living a life of passion. Living a life. You must be possessed by what you want to do. A lot of people think that this is just a drama. Life is not a drama. It's a stage. You are the actor. You are in charge. That's just life. Help us to number our days so that we might what? 
To what? To wisdom. Live a life of passion and seal. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above what we think or ask of him. According to the things that works in us. One of the things that brings result is passion. Passion. You must be passionate. I, a man applied here yesterday and I was impressed with his CV. And I said, no, I'm impressed with this man's CV. Impressed. PhD in educational management, gone abroad, done so many things. I love it. I say, no, I love this guy. So I call him. I said, the security just giving me your CV. Can you show up? He said, yes, sir, I will come. And he came. And I interviewed him. I enjoyed my conversation with him. And I said, do you have a question for me? And he said, yes. He said, do you just have money to build this place, this school? Or what is it that helps you to have this facility? And I told him, I said, passion. Passion. Passion was great provision. You must be obsessed with something. I say, I'm obsessed with youth. I've seen results training young people. I was called to pastor young people in Obumash of Akomas. I enjoy them. Apart from the fact that I enjoy them, I still enjoy them till today. Because they are growing to become giants. I have passion for the youth. He says, it's not money. He said, do you gather money and do this? A lot of you are thinking that what is delaying you between you and your business that you don't have money. It's not money. It's passion. You must be obsessed with wanting. Possessed with wanting. Something must move you. So, yeah, I'll be disappointed. I thought I would graduate this year and go for service here. But, you know, I don't know what happened in my school. I don't know why this thing happened to me. I said, nothing is happening to you. God is helping you to develop your passion. What do you like? What is the thing that moves you? If nothing moves you, you will live an ordinary life. What is the thing that is burning in your heart? What is that problem that you are created to solve? Something must move you. Passion. Passion in life. Look at it again. Romans chapter 12 verse 11. James chapter 5 verse 16. 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 8. Anyone that you see, then we continue. Passion. Passion for something. Don't just live anyhow. Live a life of passion. Romans 12 11. Not slothful in business. Vaffent in spirit. Serving the Lord. Don't be slothful. Don't be somebody that they are always dragging. I knew a man when I was young. Our classmate in HSC. Anytime he does something that is not right, he will say to us, I know where I miss it. I will do it again. We don't even allow many people to encourage him. He'll be telling us, I will do it again. I know, I know, I know. Bremos, this is where I miss it. I'm going to do it again. He never stopped until he achieved that success. And I also have a friend that anytime he does something that is wrong, he'll be so discouraged and we have to follow him to his father. I'll be telling the father, he will do it again. If we pass again. Now I'm remembering two of them. 
There are some people in life you have to encourage them and encourage them and encourage them. And when somebody is encouraging you, die. Your person also die. That's the end of your seal. But there are some people, they are personally motivated themselves. David will encourage himself in the Lord, no matter what is happening. He was passionate. Nobody can kill his dream. He was committed to it. Committed to it. And he gave his life a meaning. James chapter 5 verse 16. First Peter chapter 4 verse 8. James chapter 5 verse 16. Confess your fault one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. Defectual. Farfent. Heartfelt. Passionate prayer of a righteous man availeth much. How do you know your prayer is going to be answered? That prayer is touching you yourself. You are passionate about it. The Bible says that prayer produces much power and results. If we gather together without passion, without seal, and we just pray for something and we pray as if, if God likes, let him answer. If he doesn't like, let him not answer. That prayer will not be answered. It is effectual, farfent, serious, heartfelt prayer of the righteous that produces more result. If it does not matter to you, it doesn't matter to God. If it touches your heart, it touches the heart of God. God sees you when you cry. So when it touches you, and you are praying over it, God knows this is a serious matter. It's a serious matter. You are crying like Anna. You are talking to God because it touches you. Then it touches God. The effectual, farfent prayer of the righteous man affiliate much. First Peter chapter 4 verse 8. First Peter chapter 4 verse 8. First Peter chapter 4 verse 8. And above all things, have fervent charity among yourself. For charity shall cover the multitude of sin. In other words, even when you are giving, give with seal. Let it be fervent. Don't be slothful. Numbers chapter 25 verse 11 and 13. There are so many of it. So many of it here. Psalm 69 verse 9. You must have seal and be fervent. Number 25, 11 and 13. What did God say? Pinehas, the son of Eliasa, the son of Aaron, the priest, had torn my rod away from the children of Israel. Why? He was serious for my sake among them that I consume not the children of Israel in my jealousy. Because when I talk, somebody is serious towards my thing. And because of that, I'm not hungry again with the whole Israelite. Look at verse 13. Look at the blessing that God gave him. And he shall have it. And he seed after him. Even the covenant of an everlasting priesthood. Because he was serious for his God. And made an atonement for the children of Israel. God wants people that are serious. That are perfect. When the things of God does not move you. God look at you and say, well, you don't want to last in my house. No, no problem. But there are some that anything that touches God touches them. And God said, because of that, I will multiply your blessing, I will retain your position, and I'll multiply you. God is looking for a serious man. Psalm 69, verse 9. John chapter 2, verse 17. Psalm 69, verse 9. I know so many people are fathers who so many things, but when it comes to the things of God, you are lukewarm. God is watching you. Psalm 69, verse 9. Look at what the Bible says. For the seal of your house had hidden me up and the reproach of them that reproached thee 
are falling upon me. Anybody that is reproaching God is reproaching me because I have seal for your house. You know that when they talk something negative about Christ, you are touched. Seal. You have seal for the things of God. That's what we are talking about. Seal is important. Passion and seal for the things of God is important. So that you can possess your possession this year. You need seal for the things of God. John chapter 2 verse 17. Jesus entered the temple and they were doing rather daridiri. And Jesus looked for Kuboku. The only place he started beating them, chased them out. And he said, My father's house must be house of prayer, house of honor, house of respect. And what the disciples said, a disciple remember that it was written, the seal of your house had eaten me up. In other words, you enter the church, the church is dirty, you take a rag, not minding your class. You are not saying, ah, they cannot even clean this place. You clean it. This is my father's house. Making the house of God ready. Because we love his house. So 103 verse 13 and 14 that we quote, Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her, yea, the set time has come. The Bible says, For your daughter love your house, your Zion, and favor the doors thereof. You are passionate toward the things of God. And God said, Because you love my house, I will also love your children. Psalm 102, sorry, 102, verse 13 and 14. Psalm 102, verse 13 and 14. When you want favor, you must be passionate toward the things of God. God is a jealous God. You must be passionate about the things of God. Put it there, Psalm 102, verse 13. Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time is come. Verse 14. What happened here? Verse 14. Put on verse 14. For thy servant take pleasure in her stone and favor the dust thereof. You take pleasure in the things of God. You desire things of God. It's in your heart. You love the things of God. You are serious over the things of God. God says, I'm watching you. I'm watching you. You don't have pleasure towards my things. And you want to live in abundance. God says, no, 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 no. I don't like that. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 7. Look at Isaiah chapter 9 verse 7. Very instructive about the kingdom of Jesus. And everybody that is born again must listen to this. This is how the kingdom of Jesus is working. And the Muslims are surprised. And why his church is everywhere. Why they have crowd. They have money. Look at what he says. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Somebody say amen. amen. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice for henceforth, even forevermore, the seal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. It is serious people that make things happen in church. Who make things happen in church? Serious people, not cold people. Cold people don't cause revival. In fact, they quench it. Serious people. In those days, when I gave my life to Christ in 1979, when we start praise worship, revival starts from people that are serious. Either the choir. Serious people. Then you now notice the wave of revival moving around the church. It is the seal of the lost house that causes revival. It is the seal. When people are lukewarm, there is no revival, no fire. Come upon lukewarm people. You must be excited for you to be anointed. 
there must be that seed for God's house in you. Not that you do it anyhow. When there is no seal, there is no fire. There must be that seal for God's house. That's how things happen. When I was pastoring that youth, they will take my picture in LaTeX. They will put it on their shirts and go to the classroom and be preaching. They will staple my handbill on their back. People like Gideon. And my God will say, what nonsense is this? Have you forgotten that you are staff in this place? What nonsense is this? See your picture everywhere. In the same school where I was working. And what happened? Revival. Revival. When you see serious people in church, revival will happen. Not people that come to church, go home and keep quiet. They don't talk to anybody about the church for one week. And even when they are talking against the church, ah, even my church, I'm managing it. Oh. Manager, I'm looking for another one to attend. You see? You see ah, you see. Or a church, that was we say, people that are not serious towards the things of God, they kill revival. When you people that are serious, we say, we are coming here by 8.30. Everybody, you're already talking to your children. We are going there. We are going there. We are all there. The whole class is full. That is the seal. It is that seal that will bring fire down on the church. And I pray that God will give us seal in the name of Jesus. Please sit down. I told the workers this morning that God showed me a vision. In the course of this week, I saw members of the church well decorated. Blessed. Is that they were wearing PhD gowns. Nobody was ordinary. All of them were well decorated in church. And they were seated. And God asked me, as they were beautifully decorated, there is a shout, hallelujah. I don't know what happened. Not many of them were shouting. Only very few people were shouting, hallelujah. And God said I should repeat it seven times. And I woke up and I said, why is it that they are not shouting, hallelujah? And God told me, when I woke up, not many of them are serious towards the things of God. They are blessed, oh. they are rich, but they are lukewarm. I will only perform my word through the seal and passion of men. That is the hand that the Lord uses. Not someone that they feel that if I don't, God is not doing anything. Let him not do. I am not expecting anything from God. You need to carry the seal of God's house. To be an effective worker in his house. And my friend, it's not about title. This is in the heart. You can do it without title. We may not recognize you, but God recognizes you. If God speaks to you to evangelize and start evangelizing and talk to people about God and you are passionate about the church, God will have a way of rewarding you not blessing you. But if you are coming with her, somebody has discouraged me. Even me too, I'm discouraged. That's how things will be going from one level to another level. And I pray that God will help you in Jesus' name. Titus chapter 2, verse 13 and 14. Titus chapter 2, verse 13 and 14, and we are going to pray that it is the seal that brings correction, perfection, revival, abundance into the body of Christ. 
Titus chapter 2, verse 13 and 14. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Verse 14. Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, serious of what? May you be serious of good things. Are you saying amen very well? May you not be serious of evil works in the name of Jesus. May this church be filled with people that are serious of good works. In the mighty name of Jesus. You know, there are two people that affect people in church. Number one, cold people. Good people might look at cold people and say, ah, why is my own unique? Everybody is coming late now. Why is pastor running at it? Even we that we are coming early, we don't meet anybody. So why can't we be coming late? And the church will now devise a means and said, let's punish people that are coming late so that people that are coming early will not be discouraged. That's number one fashion. But I said, no, it shouldn't be that way. Let's have people that are silly or doing good that will infect other people. People that are serious. And you know, serious people don't keep quiet. They will ask you, ask about your welfare, ask about your family, ask about things. They will encourage you. They will help you. Because they are serious. They will say, God will help you. God will strengthen you. God's on your side. It is well with you. We are praying for you. Serious. Serious people. They bring fire into the house. And God normally helps these people to live in abundance. Stand on your feet. Serious. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, give me grace to live a prepared life. I want to be living ready. I don't want to be disappointed this year. Give me vision that will prepare me for my greatness. Some people are living without a mental picture that will prepare them for a better tomorrow. You must live a life of vision. Vision prepare people. Lord, help me to be living ready. In the time that my opportunity will come, I want to be fully prepared. Lord, help me this year to be prepared for every opportunity that will come my way. Lord, help me to be living ready. Help me to be prepared for your blessing. Help me to be prepared. I don't want to live anyhow. I want to live a life of adequate preparation. They say adequate preparation prevents poor performance. I want to be prepared for my blessing. I want to be prepared for my opportunity. Lord, prepare me as somebody that will enjoy blessing and supernatural increase this year. Don't be nonchalant about life. It doesn't matter. It matters. Oh. Joseph said, prepare for the abundance that is coming so that the land will not be wasted. Lord, help me to be living ready. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. And as you are praying to be prepared, God is helping you. He's preparing you for every opportunity that is coming your way. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Just mighty name we have prayer.
Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, this year, this month, I will not know shame. I will not be disappointed. I will not become a laughing stock to my neighbor, to my colleagues, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I'll be living ready in the mighty name of Jesus. Yes, go ahead and pray. He said, if you are doing something and you are not prepared, the Bible says you become a laughing stock. I don't want to be a laughing stock. I don't want my life to be ruined or be in a mess. I want to be living ready. Preparation is the one foundation for greatness and abundance. If you are going to live a life of abundance, you must be prepared for it. Lord, I don't want to become a laughing stock that this man has started a journey and he cannot finish it. This man has started a project and he cannot complete it. This man is living a life. We all thought he's rich, but look at how poor he is. Lord, help me to live a life of adequate preparation in the mighty name of Jesus. In the I want to be living ready, prepared, prepared for the future, prepared for abundance in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Everything you need to succeed, God will bring it your way. Raise your hands to heaven. Jacob said, the Lord your God brought it to me. Say, Father, everything I need to succeed, this month, this year, bring it my way. Don't let it be far-fetched. If you are praying, pray for yourself very well. Every connection that is necessary for my preparation, every favor that is necessary for my healing, for my blessing, for my abundance. Lord, bring it my way. Every job that will prepare me for my breakthrough, bring it my way. Every business idea that will liberate me from slavery, Father, bring it my way. In the mighty name of Jesus. If you are praying, pray well. Everything that will prepare me for my tomorrow, for my breakthrough, Father, bring it my way, Lord. He said, the Lord your God has brought it to me. Father, bring it to me. I don't want to be running etter scatter like Esau in the bush. Looking for opportunity. Lord, bring opportunity my way. Bring favor my way. Bring breakthrough my way. In the name of Jesus. Father, bring it to me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. Raise your two hands to him. Say, Father, my expectation this year will not be cut short in the name of Jesus. I will finish this year well. I will not have a reason to blame you. I will not say to anybody, my God is not working. I choose life and I will live. I choose abundance. I will not suffer poverty in the name of Jesus. I choose prosperity. I choose good health. I choose Johnny Mercy. Tell him what you choose. He said, I said before you, life and death. Choose life so that you and your children may live. Lord, I choose good life. I choose a life of joy. I choose a life of abundance. What's your choice? Raise your expectation. Raise your expectation. What's your choice? Are you sure you are choosing life? Me, I will not die prematurely. I won't die this year. God will keep me because I choose life. I choose life in the mighty name of Jesus. Raise your expectation. Choose life. Choose life. When I travel, I will return safely. This year, in the mighty name of Jesus, I will not die prematurely. I choose life. 
So I raise my expectation. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. Are you living in unity? Raise your two hands to heaven. Say, my mind is made up. This is my year of open door. This is my month of abundance. I accept the word of God as true. And the word of God will come to pass in my life. In the mighty name of Jesus. And nothing will be restrained from me that I've imagined to do. Everything that I want to do, I will succeed in them. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead and begin to confess. Nothing will be restrained from me. My imagination is right. My imagination is made up. My expectation is fixed. I will not be disappointed. Are you expecting something this year? Yes, my expectation will not be cut short. My expectation will come to pass. The expectation of the righteous shall not be cut short. My expectation is that I will carry my pregnancy and deliver. My expectation is that I will be blessed. Since when I was young, I've never seen the righteous suffer. No seed begging bread. That is my expectation. I will not be begging for bread. The part of the jaws is like a shining light. I will never know a better yesterday. Every day is a plus for me. If you don't have expectation, don't pray. But I have expectation of God. And I will not be disappointed this year. In the name of Jesus. I will not be disappointed this year. Make sure you are praying and say, Lord, I lift up my eyes to the heat. From whence comes my help? My help cometh from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not suffer my feet to be moved. In the mighty name of Jesus, my expectation is on him. My expectation is on him. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. No, the thought I think so was you. Thought of good, thought of peace. I will give you your expected end. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, give me this year my expected end. What I don't want, don't let it happen to me. Are you praying very well? I know what I don't want must not happen. I've reached that stage. Whatever I don't want must not happen. All the cancer of Ahitophel. Turn it to foolishness. Turn it to foolishness. I will give you your expected end. For Father, give me my expected end. My expectation is that I will have results. My expectation is that I will live long and see my children's children. In the name of Jesus. My expectation is that you will bless me. The Bible said the Lord will bless the righteous. And we surround with favor like a sheet. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayer. For walk on me, for walk on me, oh, Raise your hand to heaven. For walk on me, for walk on me,
say, Father, give me a new passion and a new seal for your work in the name of Jesus. Go ahead and pray. You are going to pray your own. Just pray for the Lord first. Pray to them. Say, Lord, give me a new passion and a new seal for your work, for your pleasure. Passion and seal. I don't want to be dull in your work. I want to be fervent in spirit. Fervent in spirit. Fervent in spirit. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. Receive a new fire. A new touch. Yes, a new fire. A new energy. Energy can, cannot be quenched this year. Receive it right now. New life. New fire. New touch. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes, pray for yourself. I cannot be lukewarm. My master is coming. My king is coming. I will not be tired. I will not be lukewarm. In the name of Jesus. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Pray for that energy. You are praying for yourself without knowing. Lord, I receive new fire, new life, new passion, new seal in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Technical people, put on Psalm chapter 30, verse 11 to 12. We are going to use it to pray this morning. Thou hast turned for me my money into dancing. Thou hast put off my sackcloth and guided me with gladness. Somebody say amen. amen. To the end that my glory may sing praise to thee and not be silent. Oh God, my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, my morning has been turned into dancing. You have removed sackcloth from me. You have clothed me with gladness. Throughout this year, I will be glad in the mighty name of Jesus. Because you have turned my sorrow into dancing in the mighty name of Jesus. This is my year of turnaround, my year of open door. You wipe away my tears. In the pray with seal now. Pray with seal. Pray with seal in the mighty name of Jesus. You have removed sackcloth from me and you have clothed me with the cloth of gladness in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayer so that my glory may sink your praise. So that my glory will not be silenced. When they say the glory of somebody is silent, it means that that person is dead. Your glory will not be silenced. In the mighty name of Jesus. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, give me the privilege of praising you forever. Don't let my glory be silenced. In the mighty name of Jesus. This is my glory. Let me sing your praise forever. Let my life worship forever. I don't want to become a vegetable in an hospital bed that they push to the toilet, back to heat, back to leave. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't let my glory be silent. This is my season. I want to enjoy my life in the mighty name of Jesus. 
In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Permit me to use this example. Just permit me. Akre Dolu was a reigning governor. Then he became sick. There is nothing people that love him did not do to make him stay alive. Because staying alive for him, for them, is a glory to them and a blessing to them. But when it becomes something they could not cover anymore, they announce that he's gone. And his enemies, they start rejoicing and some start sharing position. Can I tell you something? There was a man that I know that is good. I know him to be good. He became sick and died. And even in his death, his enemy still became his enemy. Prof knows the person I'm talking about. And when I look at the case very well, I say, ah, but this man has not offended the person. He's good. He did do good things. Because when you are dead, uh, people believe that God has judged you. Even when you are right. I saw something on the social media yesterday. A beautiful house in Lagos. They say, who owns this house? How's Akede to lose? To hell with them. I say, abusing him. Even if it is his money. Because he's dead now. Your glory will not be silenced. This is your season. You hear the fruit of your labor. In the mighty name of Jesus. You will see your children's children. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, don't let anybody silence my glory. Let me praise you forever. Don't let any accident silence my glory. Don't let any sickness silence my glory. This is my season. Lord, this is my season. I want to praise your name forever. Ay, 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 ay. You are the person that is reigning now. This is the best season of your life. This is my glory time. I want my life to sing praise to you. My life will sing praise to you. Don't let death silence my glory. Don't let death remove my testimony. My glory shall praise your name forever. In the name of Jesus. My glory shall praise your name forever. I will give thanks unto thee forever. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayer. No enemy will silence your glory. Your glory will not die. Your glory will sing his praise. Your life will testify about his faithfulness. Your life will testify about his abundance. Your life will testify about his glory. In the mighty name of Jesus. Your life will radiate his glory. Raise your hands to heaven. Say my life will radiate the glory of the Lord. Wherever I turn people will see the glory of God upon my life. Nobody be qualified to pity me. I don't want to be pitied. I don't want to be pitied. Me I don't want to be pitied. In the name of Jesus. Pray this prayer with passion. I don't want to be pitied. No, 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 no. Rather, let me be envied. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. 
In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Please close your eyes. If you like to give your life to Jesus, so that your glory will praise his name forever, raise your hand up and say with me, Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. Today, I confess you as my Lord and personal Savior. I will live for you forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Because you died for me, you suffer for me. Place that hand upon your head and say it right here with me. And say, Lord Jesus, you are my Lord. You are my Savior. You are my King. You are my hero. Help me to live a good life for you. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. As we have prayed today, may the Lord bless your life forever. And cause you to live a good life. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. If you pray that prayer with me, make sure you see me at the end of the service. See me. And God bless you in Jesus. Can we clap our hands together for Jesus? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Turn to your neighbor. Say, my glory will not be silenced. My glory will sing his praise forever in the name of Jesus Christ. That will be your portion in Jesus' name. Yeah.